Thank you so much, everyone, for praying from your seat. Um, Donovan, if we can get that slide for the camp, but also just prepare the D6 slide for me as well. Everyone, I just, just want to take a moment uh, to announce something very important. Um, the, we've got a date for the church camp again, which will be the 8th or the 10th of March. Again, we're going to be at Onres Camp Terrain, all right? Um, so what we want to invite you to do is, firstly, you can decide whether you want to bring your family camping. The kids love it. They can play from daybreak until daybreak. <laughs> um, how it works is you, you just book your stand. We've got a map, and as soon as you pay for a stand, it's your stand. And on that stand, there can be six people. You can bring other friends with you and fill up the stand. We're going to allow the church to fill it up as it happens, all right? So we're going to try not to micromanage it. Otherwise, we're going to be doing work for the campsite for the next month. You can grab the site, and it's yours. You are also allowed to come in in the morning. We're organized with a campsite. Be there the whole day, bribe, play, pray, everything, and go home and sleep in your own bed. That's also welcome. Uh, what we just saw last year is the kids really loved. We're going to have a great program, especially Yolandi and the team, uh, we're going to take the kids on a great ride. And for the adults, we're not going to keep you too busy, but we will have a session or two just to connect and be with one another in an organized way. And going to be a lot of chops and vors, okay, in sly for Valhalem. All right, so, and then I just want to, just clarity on this next slide here, everyone. We, we're kicking off D6 next week, uh, Tuesday. It's 5.30, so we know if there's a family, only one parent can come. So the ladies will have a slot on a Thursday, those who want to come at 8 a.m. That is just after kids drop. So please, we don't want men coming to the Thursday one, all right? But both male and female can come to the Tuesday one. Is that clear? If you have any questions, just ask me. The goal is to lead you into the disciplines of a disciple in six weeks. Reading the word, praying, and fellowship. Done. It's a shock treatment. You're getting deep into the Word, and we want a congregation whose Bibles are engaging actively with a congregant at home, not only at church. Amen? That's our goal. Right. Thank you, everyone. Take the old lunch and ask, what can you bring to the church camp? A mili, a steak, a worst. The Pretoria honors bring milis. The people in the camp know that. I was in Pumalanga. Father, this morning, I just want to ask you to be so gracious to us, Lord. Let your grace come to us in a way that your will gets revealed to our stubborn hearts. May your grace come to us in a way where maybe we think we see, but when your grace enables us to see more, we say, ah, now I see. And I pray that you'll be kind to us in that way this morning. Lead us, heal us, and guide us into your will. And we pray that in the name of Jesus alone. Amen. We are carrying on with a little sermon series called City to City. This will be the third part. Um, just a short recap, the city of Corinth. We're going from Corinth to Hermanus, quite similar to Hermanus, city by the sea, a lot of people moved into that city. A lot of people moved through that city because of the 
the uh, economical exploits of it there being a harbor and it being so central. What also came with that, it was a little bit of a, uh, the city was demolished just a while before this uh, letter was written. So it, it literally started up again with a lot of ways of the world. And so it was a place where there was license for sin without it really being held by a strong history of, let's say, moral morality or tradition. It was a crazy place, all right? Um, and what we learned basically through the first two parts, um, two weeks ago I started and then Pastor Andres, is that it is the book where we find that very striking scripture that says the, it is the, sim- the simplicity of the gospel that changes the minds of those who think they are wise. Okay? It might be foolishness, but it is the power of God because it's in that city, a place such as Corinth where the simple gospel comes like a plumb line and pulls straight a whole society. It is also the book, and I tread lightly this morning, where we find the head coverings, ladies and gentlemen, what went on with that. And, and I'm going to go there this morning, and if you've got any questions, um, you can email to the following email address, Hendrik at Shofar Online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make some excuses this morning before I start. Firstly, I want to say I'm going to preach from this text. Okay, so I'm not going to speak on on the topic which extends far wider than this. I'm going to preach on this text. So please understand this text is written to the Corinthians to address something in a couple of verses. In this text, it speaks a lot about wives. A lot of the things, a lot of the action comes with the word wives. So one question might be, but what if I'm not a wife yet? Let's just read the text as it is. Scripture says, let the older ladies teach the younger ones in the way they should go. So one way in which you lean into it, you learn and you lean in. All right. It speaks about the man, the wife, covering. What if in my life, what if my husband died? What if I am divorced? The scripture does not deal with that this morning, but scripture does. Okay. So in order to keep this sermon around 25 minutes please understand that i'm not going to touch on everything and every question but there will be a plumb line amen that's my i'm just uh, setting myself up to make this happen <laughs> let's read together i just want to say and apostle andre said it a couple of times the last while the bible was written in common language it's not that hard it's not that hard and we'll see it this morning Read with me. But I want you to to understand that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of a wife is her husband. There's a terminology. And the head of Christ is God. And every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. She's the husband. Since it's the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. For a man ought not to cover his head, since he is the image and the glory of God. But a woman is the glory of man. 
For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. That is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head because of the angels. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman, and all things are from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man wears long hair, it is a disgrace for him? Don't be condemned just yet. I've got long hair. Hold on. (laughs) I'm just reading the Bible. Just hold on. But if a woman has long hair, it is a glory. For her hair is given to her for a covering. If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. Should a woman wear a veil to a church? Is men not allowed to have long hair? Those are questions we need to answer. Before we do that, We need to understand the basics, the basics of language, the basics of writing, the basics of how general things work, which we sometimes tend to understand when we read the paper in our world or a book, but sometimes we get, we play dumb, okay, when it comes to the Word of God. Now, first we need to understand that there's a thing such as principles, which are timeless, and then there are methods. Okay, and the purpose of the method is to honor the principle. Okay, or you may say principles and practices. This is on our heart. We want to do this. We want to achieve this. We want to, show far, we want to love God, love people, reach the world. At church, we try our best to build a service that reaches that goal. Our method is we sing together, then we preach, then we have time for ministry. At another church, the method might be, let's pray for one another first, then preach, then worship. That's all right. That's okay. That's a method. What are we after? We want to love the Lord. We want to love people. In our congregation and in Shofar, we have found still the best method to help everyone to be loved is to put them in a small group. It's just, if there is a better way, we'll take it. It's a, we, we, the principle is not small groups. We're not after small groups. We're after loving one another. Okay. And so we need to distinguish here. Let me share one or two things. Uh, just by the way, there's also facts of history, principles, practices. There's facts of histories, and there is ordinances. You are ordered to obey. Okay, those are there as well. What will be two ordinances? Baptism, communion. Okay, it is ordered, we do it. Right. Now, generally in the world, we understand that most people would say in our world that love and kindness is a good aim. Do you agree with me? In most cultures, most cultures around the world, people would say love and kindness, one might say, you put them together, you might have respect, is a good thing. Now, in the West, often a way in which we are kind and gentle, and we might even say gentlemen, is when we open a door, who walks first? The woman. Because we are saying, I want to give you preference. It's a way for me to show 
I, I acknowledge your presence here. When is a bunch of guys, we gaan nou rugby kyk, ons storm in by die deur, jy weet, dis, 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 dis chaos, dis is bille wat die ook gaan. But now there's one woman, and so everyone's like, yeah, we open the door, we let, it's one way to show kindness and respect. But in certain areas in Africa where they also want to show love, kindness, the men will walk first. Why? For protection. For protection. Now, is the one in sin that makes the woman walk first or the one who causes the men? No, that's not the point. There's a principle that's being chased. Some areas in the world are dangerous. And so... You open the door as a man, you go in first. Can you see? So those are methods. That's the way in which we accomplish. Greeting. We greet with our right hand. Okay? All of the fathers, I hear this, we teach our boys, it's right. <laughs> Have you heard that? And you kijk for me and say, and you say, hello, oom. My name is Caleb. That is a way in which we achieve a principle of manners and also respect to that parent. You greet them. And you don't, if you go to certain areas in the east and you put out your right hand, people will think that you are being rude because the right hand is used to wipe the bum. They don't greet with that hand. They've got ways to greet in order to show respect and love. Do you see? So we need to understand these principles and these methods. First, we understand that it's there. Then we can go and see, but what is principles and what is methods? Okay. For example, another one. The countries of... Um, like France, Italy, Spain, they, would, they do very well at 1 Thessalonians 5.26. What is that? Greet your brother with a holy kiss. Okay? The men kiss the men. The women kiss the women. I don't, I don't know if the men, I think the men kiss the other men's wives. It's crazy. He, if you do that in South Africa, there's going to be a fight. Okay? Um, we don't do it because, because in South Africa, uh, we are tough, okay? We've got beards, all right? And ons it biltong in bokoms, okay? So you don't kiss another man, all right? What, what is the principle? Have an open heart to one another and make it known. That's it. That's it. We are not in sin because we are not kissing one another. It is a principle. It stays the same. Let's be heartwarming towards one another and welcoming. Let's be good hosts at church and at home. Okay, in their culture, you could kiss. I know some of the single men, you're like, oh, come on, man. Um, <laughs> sorry. Now, um, one or two more things to help us with that. If we see something only one time in Scripture, it shows us we need to pay attention. It shows us we need, because Scripture tends to hold Scripture. 
I know I'm a bit technical, but just hold on. At the end, we'll land this. Are you okay with me this morning? Okay. We are talking from Corinth to Hermanus. We are a town. We are being challenged because the whole world is coming here. But it has only started. We need to draw the plumb line. Are you with me this morning? Okay. In Corinth, for example, there was temple worship. There was temple prostitutes. They were male and female. All right, so there was heterosexual temple worship and homosexual temple worship. There was a blending of the genders. Sounds familiar. Well, I'll tell you the scripture is very helpful in today's age. We're going to unpack it. Four, man was not made from woman. I just want to lay a ground rule, then I'll go on. But woman from man. Go to that next slide. Neither was man created for women, but women for men. We see a difference. Go to that next slide. That's possible. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. And then in Genesis 5 verse 2, it says, male and female, he created them and he blessed them and he named them. Now, the first thing I wanted to say, it's not even one of my points, but we just need to say it is very clear that Scripture says that man and woman was made differently. They were created differently. Okay. Man is not woman and woman is not man. The Lord created male and he created female and he blessed them because he loves them. Okay. And so first we have to say before we go on, it is scripturally very accurate and right through the word that men and women are uniquely created they are different, equal in value, but they take different roles. And let, me, let me give an example. Around, in most countries of the world, most countries, if a guy knocks on the door, I want to come in, I'm going to kill you guys. You don't send your wife. Okay? In most countries, unless she's an MMA fighter, okay? If, like, we've got a big dog, okay? Great Dane. If our dog dies... We are created differently. I'm not going to say, yes, Janai, gaan tel goed die hond op, graven het geel gadda achter, ek wil net geel vir ons kos maak, en dan begraven jy, nee, dit is nie, because we know, we, there's something here, we, we are different, and scripture helps us with that, all right? <laughs> so let's go on. We, we are uniquely differently made. Now, I'm going to help us with this. That next slide. Verse 3 is the principle. And then it's going to state for us. Can we go to that next slide? And then it's going to state for us practice for a couple of verses. Are you with me? But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ. Is that only true for Corinth? No. We see it all over Scripture. And the head of a wife is a husband. We see that all over Scripture. And the head of Christ is God. We hear it from Jesus himself. That's principle. Now, let's go on. Every man who prays or prophesies with his head covered dishonors his head. But every wife who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, since it is the same as if her head were shaven. For if a wife will not cover her head, then she should cut her hair short. But since it is disgraceful for a wife to cut her hair or shave her head, let her cover her head. 
Verse 7 is the start of the next principle. We'll stop there. Now, in Genesis 24, Rebecca asks the servant, who's that man? The servant says, that is my master. And what does she do? She covers herself. And what is she communicating to that man? She's saying, I am ready to see you as my head. And she covers. It's also a sign of maiden modesty. I will be set apart for you. On this day on, I will be different. When I look, I will look through this veil. And when I'm looked at, I will be per- perceived as set apart. Okay. So we see it in the culture. We understand more or less what's going on here. Now, the principle is this. The husband is the covering of the wife. We can go on to that next slide, please. Number one. The husband is the covering of the wife. That's a principle. And the Bible teaches us that. Does that mean that women are less value or of a lower substance than men? How should a wife feel if she feels she's strong or if you are single and you believe you are strong? The scripture also says that God is the head of Christ. God is the head of Christ. Jesus is God. The Father is God. They are of the same substance and they are of the same value. But the one is the head of the other. Man is the head or the covering of woman. They are the same in value. They are made of the same substance. Yet the one is the leader and the other one are under leadership. What scripture teaches us. Right. In this, in this context, the way in which you show that you understand this is that you would cover your head. So let me just give the second one as well. The wife should make this evident. There it is. The husband is the covering of a wife for all time, in the gospel, in all places. The east, the west, rural Africa. Yes, the community understands it. The community, the wife should make this evident. It should be known. For example, if I... Listen, I'm not thinking of everyone, anyone, please. I'm not talking about you from the pulpit. I'm just giving you an example. Okay, woman first, woman first. If you post on social media in a way that reveals your body, which invites other men to look and like and comment, you are making it evident that you are open for the attention of other men. It's just a... This is not a trend in the church. It's a trend in the world. Are you with me? Okay. So, so, so you are my husband, but when I go to the world, I don't mind revealing or setting myself up in a way that shows I'm available. It's going to draw attention to your DMs, direct message from men. Okay. Now, now Rebecca, when she saw her future husband, she covered herself, made in modesty, all right, 
in the Corinthian church, a wife should show that she is under the covering of a husband, and so we should show it in our community. Okay? A man, if a man, or we're going to get to the men, but as an example, if I think, okay, I'm on a bodyboarding trip with a guy, so we're going to go to the bar for tonight, I'm going to take off my ring. Right. I, I want to communicate something else. Are you with me this morning? All right. And so we must figure out what this means for us. Okay. One thing from this context in this, in this place is that hair was a very attractive thing for a man. Long hair that could wave, like in my ad, all right, attracted the men. So one of the ways in which you could help the other men worship was to, to make yourself modest. It's almost like, don't, like, um, <laughs> if you've got any queries, email Hendrik. <laughs> like, don't, if, you, if you're a lady, like, don't reveal your chest in church. Like, I mean, it's common sense, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying it now, and Lisa doesn't have to say it when it gets really hot. But, but don't do it, because what it communicates is that I'm, I'm not covered and set apart. I'm available, all right? And it, and it distracts. Now, in the same way, some of his wives had glorious long hair, and at the end it says, your hair is your glory, which means it's okay to have long hair. It is beautiful, but for the sake of a man, cover it up, Okay. And then he says, but if you, do, if you won't cover your head, shave off your hair, but you won't do that because you know that it'll look ugly. That's what they're saying. Okay. So in one sense, in our culture, hair doesn't do the same, okay? Hair doesn't do the same. But let's say um, he could have, um, like, I don't try, I don't, don't try and be funny, but I mean, like, if you wear, it, it's almost like if you said, if you want to wear a short skirt, let your, let your BNR agree. Somebody's trying to say, okay? But, but he's being a little bit sarcastic. So don't try and come in and distract. Be veiled, be covered, be set apart. And the scripture also says, ladies, that you are beautiful to us men. You are glorious. But let that shine in a very unique way to your husband, to your covering. What about, yeah, but I'm single. It doesn't count for me. Train yourself in the way you will go. Train yourself in the way you will go. You, you will not, it will not work to be one way. And you think, but when I'm married, I will be different. It will not work like that. Start to lean into the steps, into the steps you want to walk in when you are officially covered. Amen. It's gone. But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the wife is a husband, and the head of Christ is God. Every man who prays to prophesy with his head covered dishonors his head. Number three, Christ is the head of the man. That's the principle. That's the principle. Straight through the scripture. Christ is the head of the man. Now, I know, uh, I know when Rick always says, Richard says, is Jesus your boss? How do you, it, it's easy to show for a woman to almost like a model, you know, that there's, my husband is my covering, and I just want to say covering is protection. 
covering is love. There's someone that will die for you when you are covered. Isn't that incredible? It's not a bad thing. In the world, we've got authority figures that abuse, but in the kingdom, it should not be like that. You are covered. You are accounted for. Someone will die for you. Okay? It's harder for the man to show his head. But here's the question. Guys, let's be honest. Is Jesus your boss? Is Jesus your boss? It's, it's easier for the woman to get this right because the husband is right here. It's hard for the man. But let me say, the man will answer. The man will answer. We tend to focus on the wife's submission. We tend to minimize the husband's submission to Christ. But men, we will answer. Isn't that true? We will answer. Number four, men should make this evident. In the, a man should not cover his head in the service. That's what it says. The man should therefore not be like a woman. The man should lead his family. He's the covering. So how do we make this evident? How do we live this out, men? Okay, is it always my wife that wants to pray at home? Is it always my wife that says, let's do community, communion? Is it always my wife that says, let's honor Jesus with our tithes? Come on, man. Is it always my wife that says, let's be generous? Is it always my wife that says, klimini karas mit kertuhan? Christ is the head of a man. Man is the head of the wife. The man should make this evident. The man should lead his family. Amen? Okay. I want to tell you, and, and uh, Pastor Andrews always says that sometimes I want my wife to lead. Hey, you make the difficult decisions. You know that my son got bullied at school, Junae. Go and sort those parents out. I want to go surf. Go and tell them if they do that again, they will face your wrath. Take the place of the leader because you know what? I, I also want to sit on the couch and, and I make a YouTube video skate. You know what? Men should lead. And this should be evident. Evident. Amen? I respect it from the men in this congregation. Um, there's some couples that get engaged. And then the men phones me. Would you please do our wedding? Many times when the people are not in church, it's the arme verloofde vrouwke that must fend. I will ask him. I'm sure we'll be able to do marriage prep. Please, will, and she must already be the leader. Let it not so be with us in Corinth and Hermanus in the world. Let the husband lead. Amen? Lead your family. For a man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman for man. I'm just rushing this a little bit. Thanks for your patience. Nevertheless, in the Lord, woman is not independent of man, nor man of woman. For as woman was made from man, so man is now born of woman. Okay? Judge for yourself. Is it proper for a wife to pray to God with her head uncovered? Is it proper for a wife to not have her husband as covering. That's what they are saying. For example, I just want to apply that. I, I, I'm not thinking of anyone. If we know you don't respect and listen to your husband, you should not be allowed to minister in church. 
That's what the scripture says. You're not allowed to pray or prophesy, okay? But if we know you as a person, and no one's perfect, that in your family take the role of a wife, go ahead, okay? A man that, that is evident that he does not follow the Lord, Jesus says, Nisei boss and covering me is not qualified to minister. That's what the scripture is saying. All right? So let us grow in the Lord. It's a hard scripture. It's a hard scripture, but it helps the community. It's like, it's just an inspired thing that brings health. Amen? Okay. Does not nature itself, here's a tough one, teach you that if a man wears long hair, it's a disgrace for him. I want to finish on that. But for a woman, your long hair is your glory. But the man loves it so much to help them, okay? If anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God. Now, verse 14 is a tough one, but it's not that tough. Even in the Bible, a man like Samson had to have long hair. So what does the writer mean when he says, does not nature itself teach you that a man who wears long hair is a disgrace for him? Okay? The point is simply this. In this context, men should not aim to look and be perceived as women. That is not natural. That is nature. A woman is not to take the place, look and act like a man. Nature tells us that in certain rural areas of the world, the men all have long hair, but they look like men. Because they look at nature and they see the mane of a lion, the male has long hair. When they look at nature, they, they believe the man should have long hair. But when you go there and you see the men with long hair, you know it's the men. They walk like men. They smell like men. They've got facial hair like men. And the women, they are beautiful in their short hair. Okay? So in that culture, you just still know those are the men and those are the women. What Paul is saying, in this town where we are facing winds from so many angles, what he's doing in this chapter is he's drawing a plumb line. And he's saying, God created men, God created women. Men, Jesus is your boss. You are to cover your wife. And when you come to church, we want to see that so that we can teach this incredible nation, the people that's coming into Corinth are coming to your congregation to learn of God. This is a tough one, guys. Repent, realign, and then we will be able to reach the world that's coming to our city. Amen? I know this is tough for some. Husband is the covering of a wife. It's a principle. In practice, the wife, a wife should make this evident. Don't, don't appear to be available, all right? Christ is the head of the man. The man should make this evident. Lead, don't delegate the leading of your home, all right? Men should be where men, women should be women, according to the scripture. Now, I know, I'm wrapping up, I know authority figures hurts us more than anything, anyone else. We would love to help you, pray for you, and be there for you. This is the ideal. This gets messed with, with sin. We want to help you and lift you up. Please understand that. We love you. And I'm finishing off with these two scriptures. I'm a little bit late. You formed my inward parts. He formed you, and he knitted you together, male or female. 
I praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. Your eyes even saw my unformed substance. He loves you. He made you. And he wants you to make a peace with that. Last scripture for the day. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Just take a look at our authority, our covering. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. But he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and then being obedient until the point of death. Our God, our King, the one who speaks last, was at the top, but died at the bottom. Which is the nature of the authority we should strive after. Which is often lacking. This is the nature of the covering we need to be. Husbands, we need to be willing to die for our families. And sometimes living for them is harder. Some of the things Christopher uh, uh, mentioned. Sometimes living for them is harder because it means we must sacrifice daily. It is what is required of us so that we can follow after the image of Christ. Let's protect the woman. Let's protect our children. Let's lead well and make it a joy for them to say, that is my covering. Amen. I had planned to pray for a whole bunch of <laughs> you guys, but time has run out. So I want to pray and dismiss this meeting, but we want to be in front and we want to minister to you right now. As some of us go, some of us have coffee. Um, thanks for coming this morning. This is a tough one, but it's not the last tough one for the year. Because the town is pressing on us, the world is pressing on us, but we are called to stand. Amen? Yes, Lord, we just want to thank you for this morning. We want to honor you, and we want to be covered. What a, what a glory to be covered by Jesus. The authority that dies for you. Oh, let, let us men lead in the same way. That we not take our place of authority as something to hold on to, but something to offer up in servanthood. Lead the wonderful women in our lives. It's more natural for them to give their lives. They do so well with the children. They do so well with us. Bless them even more. Raise them up. And there where they've gotten hurt, by people, maybe previous husbands, and have often fall victim to toxic authority, we pray for the healing of the wonderful woman you've placed in this congregation. And we pray that in the name of Jesus alone. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for coming this morning. We'd love to pray with you. Tonight is also worship evening. If you want to pop in tonight, worship evening at 6.30.